faith is so much stronger than fear mm-hmm. and trust is so much stronger than fear. And if you have the option to believe in yourself or to doubt yourself, wouldn't you choose belief? Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I sit down with my friend, Kelsey Mead. Kelsey is a mindset and empowerment coach who helps online coaches and emerging leaders do the inner work so that they can confidently make moves in life and business stand out for their gifts and become magnetic AF for their clients, for money, success, and so much more. Kelsey is also the host of the Vibrant Life Show podcast. She is also a six-time board-certified mindset and life coach, a master-level NLP practitioner, hypnotherapy, EFT, time techniques, and life and success coach. Kelsey and I dive into so many juicy topics in this episode. I know you are going to love it. What's up, Kelsey? Thank you so much for joining me on Amplify. So, so freaking excited to dig into all the things with you today. Yes. I love, I honestly, thank you for having me here. So excited. It's just been a blast since I had you on my show and just getting to know you more. So excited to dive into the, the yeah. juicy, the juicy I, talk. I know. And you guys, we just <laughs> spent the first like 20 minutes before hitting record, like getting into so much. So this is going to be a fucking great conversation. So first things first, some rapid fire questions. So what is something that you are grateful for right now? I am grateful for my family. Honestly, this year, just really reconnecting into like values has been a huge focus for me. Um, and it's really interesting. I love that you asked that question and I honestly love my answer. So yay me. Um, but the funny thing is like, I knew that's what you were going to say. No idea why. And well, I mean, you know, cause we got that like intuition wishy shit going on. I was like, I feel like she's just, she's going to say family for some reason. Yeah. It, it's, it's just yeah. It, honestly, like that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I just had a full circle experience. As I said that, because one of the intentions coming into this year was to focus on relationships. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you feel guilty about it. Right. Cause we own Ooh. our choices. <laughs> I love that. And it's so funny. We call it a guilty pleasure. Why don't we just call it something that we like to do? Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Guilty pleasure of mine. I freaking love binge watching Netflix shows. Oh my gosh. I can fucking crush a show. (laughs) Yeah. And it's for me, it's almost like I have to commit to the binge because I don't like watching a show and then coming back later. Like, right. I just need a big, it's, session. Okay. Yes. What, what have some of your recents been? We're tangenting on this rapid fire question. What was I just, what did I just get into? Um, manifest was one. So I watched a few episodes of that. Yeah. Um, in the dark. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's about a blind girl and they solve a murder and okay. I like these vibes. 
It's interesting. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I feel like there's one that I totally binged and it was something recent. Now I can't, I, I probably watched it so fast. I forgot the name of it. So yeah. Yeah. I, I will absolutely do that. But then I also go back to like the OG classics. Like I'm watching binging sex in the city right now for like the fifth time. I started it like maybe 10 days ago and I'll be done in 48 hours. Yeah. Sex in the city is a classic. Yeah. Uh, Friends. Friends. Um, I really like Shit's Creek. Uh, (laughs) yes. So good. So good. So that is, that is one I definitely go back to. And honestly, when I'm feeling uninspired in my business, I'll start Mm -hmm. watching Shit's Creek and I don't know what it is. It like lights something in me creatively and make more money when I'm watching that show. Yes. Cause it's, it's funny and it's very well done and it's, they have so much improv in it that it probably like stokes that like, you know, natural create creativity. Creative That's spirit. fun. I like that. Yeah. 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 All right. So we are. Yeah. Guilty right. pleasure. <laughs> Netflix. What is a random fact that most people wouldn't know about you? Random fact. Most people won't know about me. Two things came to mind immediately. So I'm going to share two things and break the rules here. Uh, one, <laughs> one is that Kelsey is my mother's maiden name. Oh yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And the story behind that is my mom, when she was pregnant with me, had a different name picked out for me. I was supposed to be Rachel. Um, I was supposed to be Rachel too. No fucking way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Seriously. That's awesome. Yeah. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be Rachel. Uh, one of her coworkers was pregnant at the same time and had a baby girl and stole the name, first name, middle name, Rachel Lee was supposed to be my name. Um, and so they didn't have a name for me in, in the hospital, like a week later when I was born and my dad was like, why don't we just name her Kelsey? So I'm Kelsey Christine. And my mom was Christine Kelsey. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cute. Yeah. So that's fact one. And then second fact isn't as exciting. Um, I'm from Minnesota. I've never lived in any other state. I've only lived here. Oh, so okay. random, but true. Yeah. All right. If you yeah. weren't. If you weren't doing what you do now, and obviously you're creating your dream life, dream business, what kind of job or career do you think you would have? Like what, what was something that was always like, Ooh, that'd be so cool to do. That is like, I feel like that is like a loaded question, uh, or not, I don't know, loaded question. Um, but honestly, like I never had like a dream job in mind. And I think that's what led me to, to what I'm doing now, honestly. All right. I love it. Any weird talents or special skills? (laughs) Like random party tricks? Yeah. Yeah, Something came to mind. Something came to mind. Okay. So this is is a juicy podcast. (laughs) I can fit my fist in my mouth. I want to ask you to demonstrate. (laughs) I may just have to show you. Maybe not on the recording, but sometimes. Wow. Get it, girl. Yeah. Um, What did you want to be when you were little? That that was like the most random thing. I can't believe I I shared that. But it's fine. Um, What did I want to be when I was little? Uh, (laughs) Now everyone's listening like, like, Holy wow. Shit. Yeah. I'm like, Actually, how do you, I'm like trying to imagine it for my, but, but, but like, how do you, uh, right? <laughs> spoiler, I do have really, really tiny hands. So that probably plays yeah. to my advantage. Um, and I honestly don't even know how I discovered this once. I think it was like a dare. Honestly, I think I'm over here opening my like, mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think it all happened on a dare and then it became like, Oh, look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. So circling back to the other question, what did I want to be when I was little? I wanted to be an actress. Mm, yeah. Same. I used to like, like dress up and like create little productions for myself and yeah. Yep. Um, when's the last time that you cried? Ooh, last week. Okay. Yeah. Last yeah. week at a funeral, which okay. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm Last, surprised it's, it's been a while. Maybe I'm I was surprised. A- yeah. I'm su- for some reason I figured the answer would have been much more recent. Like, yeah, but all right. Almost, I almost cried earlier today, yeah. but it wasn't, yeah, yeah that, 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 
Yeah, didn't need to, didn't need to. I'm saving it up um, for something. Something store important. Loading it up. <laughs> When's the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Oh God. Um, probably more recent than than I can think of. Honestly, laughter is something I try to infuse in every single day. Um, and it's it's one thing that honestly just finding humor in the day is like adds to quality of life. So on the verge of peeing my pants, I can't recall a specific time, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Fun, more fun all the time. More fun. Um, What is your favorite meal? Favorite meal? God, these are great questions. Um, I really love any like Mexican food. Some, yes burrito enchiladas, probably, I'd probably say enchiladas. That's something I could easily eat every single day and not get sick of it. it. I love it. What's the next place that you want to travel to? I would love, and so this has been a dream, like it's been on my vision board forever. I would love to backpack or just travel through Europe. Um, so that is definitely on my radar. Um, a more logical, close answer. I'll be in Florida in a couple months. So, all right, nice. What part of Florida? Where are we going? Siesta Key. Okay, Is that right? I think that I think it's Siesta Key. Yeah, I think that's. I, could be I wrong. think I that just counts. Pulled that out of my ass. But I I believe that. I believe that. It's for it's for um, NLP immersion, and I should know the exact location, but. Eh. Eh. It's eh. all right. No, you don't need Florida to. is yeah, it's yeah. Florida. <laughs> so those are all the rapid fire questions I have. So now we're going to get into the, the juicier stuff. As everybody knows, you are a mindset and empowerment coach. You have a background in fitness as well. Um, and you, I, I would say now, you know, it's, it's a mix kind of a business and life coaching. If, if we want to boil it down in, into like a very basic level, helping online coaches and leaders like do that inner work, um, so they can get bigger results in their life and business. Um, could you tell us a bit more about your journey, how you got to doing what you're doing now and a little bit more about how you help people? hundred percent. Uh, I think like most coaches and most entrepreneurs, a lot of us have a very similar story. And so what I mean by that is I was my first client. Mm, Right. So I was like self-coaching myself through my fitness journey with my relationship with food, finding the confidence. Um, so in a sense, like mindset and empowerment has always been a pillar of, of my coaching. Right. Um, so that's, I think that's where my, my journey really started is I was, I was creating results in my own personal life and, um, overcoming struggles that I knew a lot of other women were facing with their body, with their, with their relationship to food. And I'm like, I feel like I'm onto something here with this mindset stuff and I'm cracking the code and, and I'm like reprogramming my mind. And I just got really into personal development. I'm like this is the shit. Um, so I'm like a huge brain nerd is what I I would say. Like, I love understanding how the mind works, how emotions work, manifestation, like all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. I find it so fascinating. And, um, so like I said, I started my business in fitness, focusing specifically on the mindset relationship with food relationship with body. And after three years of doing that, I felt this like pull to, to more. And that is what has led me to branch out into coaching entrepreneurs and other women. Like you said, it really like in the basic form, it really is life coaching and Mm -hmm. and empowerment coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so for you, like what, what are some of the most common limiting beliefs and struggles that you're seeing with, whether it's with your clients or just in the people that you would be working with, like your ideal clients, like what are some of the bigger limiting beliefs that are most common right now? I would definitely say confidence. It all boils back down to confidence, confidence and trust. Um, Mm. Trust. I think trust is actually 
even more where I'm, I'd say I've been leaning lately with clients, um, trusting themselves, trusting the process, particularly really trusting the process, like trusting that their dreams are going to happen and that it's possible and it's worth showing up for. So, I mean, a lot of that is like commingled self-worth stuff. Um, but the, I think the biggest thing is trust um, and not quitting so soon like really being in like entrepreneurship is the long game. And I think a lot of coaches treat it, especially early on, and I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but they treat it like they're going to have everything figured out in 12 weeks and be making six figures by the end of a 12 week coaching program. Right. I don't know if, I don't know if that's anything that you experience, but, but there's this, like this rapid, like, um, pull to success. And I equate it to how we treat like a diet plan, right? So we go on like a a 12 week fitness transformation or dieting meal plan, right? Yeah. You can't treat your business like a meal plan, right? Right. It's like breaking through a lot of those limitations that we're conditioned in other areas of their life. So one big thing that I stand firmly on is when you start a business, you don't have limiting beliefs because you started a business. Like your business didn't create the limiting beliefs. Mm. You brought them into business with you. Yes. It's a mirror. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so they are more amplified when you're doing anything new, which, you know, if you've never started a business before, it's a lot of new territory. You're, you're doing a lot of new things with that is naturally going to come the, the limiting factors, right? Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It starting a business, I mean, just a a business relationships, right? Like they amplify our areas of opportunity, right? Like they amplify our strengths, but then also, or it's going to shine a light on the things that, um, you can develop more, right. And those, those Mm -hmm. where we're wounded and, um, you know, what we need to strengthen. And, and so actually for, you and just, I think collectively, like, I know I experienced this. So many of my friends did as well. I think kind of the collective too, but the last I'm saying year and a half, but we're almost in two years of this, all this stuff, um, I think has been such an opportunity for growth and transformation, right? Like, and I've seen so many people have like, massive, massive growth in their business, in their relationships, in their income, life, like development, all of that. And then so many people stay the same or get worse. And I think we're seeing that on a really collective level too, but I think everything related to CV and everything going on has been an opportunity to get your life into alignment, to heal a lot of the shit and make big transformation. So what for you have been some of the biggest lessons over the past year and a half, two years, this new version of the world we're living in. Yeah. And what a time to be alive, right? (laughs) (laughs) Two years to flatten the curve. Hey, still going strong. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think to be, to be like honest about that, it was a great opportunity for everyone to wake up to what's working what's not working. Yes. Not even in relation to the virus specifically, but like life, right? Yes. So I completely um, agree. Yeah. So with that, it's almost like you, it's kind of like that saying goes shit or get off the pot. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, if, if you're noticing these areas in your life that, um, you're you have resistance, right. Maybe you're realizing like, Oh, working from home was, was great. Hmm. What are some skills that I have to start an online business? I mean, there's so many ways to, to pivot and grow. And I think for, for many people, depending on like where you're at mindset wise, it was a great opportunity to evolve. Yes, absolutely. So what specifically for you, like what were some of the specific lessons or biggest like transformations in your life? For me, it was full, a couple things. One, I had already mentioned working on, on relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. for me, just complete transparency. 
I was really comfortable where I was at in my business and my kids being mm-hmm. at school, my husband being at work, I had a really good flow. So mm-hmm. when we were forced to flatten the curve um, and everyone <laughs> is home and everything is happening under the same roof, it, it caused me to really look at the areas of my life where I was getting in my own way. Um, right. So it brought up like some of the shadow self and some of the parts about me that I didn't like. And so coming into 2021, I thought, you know what? Um, I want to handle being a better mom, being a better communicator, being a better partner. I want to really step into like what it means to have that work-life balance. Right. So, Um, it was taking a good, hard look at almost every single area of my life and taking that personal responsibility for Mm -hmm. creating the change. Because again, Mm -hmm. it's like nothing changes unless you put in the effort and you put in the time and you put in the work and it all does start with us. So, um, that was a roundabout way of saying really relationships. And then also the longevity of my business, um, where I really started looking at it um, where I want to be in five years. Mm. And that meant stretching my me stretching myself to use my voice more and speak my truth more. And yeah, really, really go all into letting those leave that I'm not for and letting the ones that I am for be for me in a big way. Yeah. So I absolutely, like I had very, you know, similar experiences. And as, as I've said, like so many people, I know, we know all of that. Like it was a big opportunity to get into better alignment, like, like face a lot of our shadows. And I think collectively as a culture, a country, a world, right. We're seeing that shit, like the shadow come Mm -hmm. out big time. And I want to dive into that more, but first, what I want to talk about too, is like in seeing some of these shifts, like within yourself and just like all of that, before we hit record, you were talking about shifts that you've been seeing in the coaching industry, Mm. um, over the past like year, year and a half, two years, what are some of those big shifts that you've been noticing? The main, the main one that I've been noticing is authenticity Mm. and really stepping into, being who you want to be in the online space and in your business. And there's no, I almost want to say there's no room for holding back and playing small anymore. Yeah. Right. It's so, it's so obvious. I think when, well, (laughs) we can say that. I feel like it's so obvious when people are being inauthentic, like you can feel that energy and we're seeing it in, in politics, in our news outlets and stuff like that, that like authenticity will get you so, so far. Yeah. And, and also like, it feels, it just feels better to allow yourself to be yourself. Right. And, and what I mean by that, and it goes as far as like messaging wise as well. The other thing that just doesn't work anymore is shame-based marketing. Mm -hmm. Like, can we just cancel that? Like, it doesn't work anymore. We can read right through it. Like I get the whole speak to the pain points type of type of marketing. Um, but people are already aware, like we don't need to feel worse about ourselves and where we're struggling. Like, yeah, it's gross. Like it's gross. Like I will be blunt. Hey, hey, federal government, you hear that? It's gross. Shame-based marketing. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Doesn't work. Take notes. (laughs) I know you're listening. (laughs) My phone's in airplane mode, but I'm sure they can still hear me. Uh, <laughs> I know, Alexa. Uh, it's like, but but it it truly, it truly is. And I am a very like tough love type of type of coach, right? Like I I'm very much tough love in like creating awareness. Couple reasons for that, like the fluff just doesn't work with me. Like if I want to change my life, I need to hear like the quick, punchy, hit you in the gut, gut check where it creates instant awareness where it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting in my own way here. This is an area that I want to work on and grow. Right. If it's too fluffy, I don't pay attention. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you think so many people are scared to step into like raw, true authenticity? 
one one of the main reasons is for everything that freaking happened in the world this past year. It's like fear yep. of judgment. It's, it's probably if I were to like diagnose the the underlying fear is fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, then, you know, you create a version of yourself that's more watered down and I'm guilty of it. There were times yeah. last year where it's like I pulled back for like fear of judgment and fear of being too bold. Um, but then you create a watered down version of yourself that doesn't feel good either. Yeah. And you know, you can't be for everyone. It's just impossible. A hundred percent. I, yeah. Every, everyone who listens to this knows I, I say that all the, all the freaking time. And so with that, like, how do you, how do people get beyond that fear of judgment, fear of showing up, being seen, fear of getting, people talking shit about you or like your family disagreeing, like how do people, how do you encourage people to step beyond that and like lean into it? I think really it goes back to what I said earlier, trust, trust that Mm. your truth is your truth. And if you want to build an impactful business doing whatever it is, or you have that book idea inside of you that, you know, like you want to write that book, lean into your truth and trust that your truth is your truth. Like you wouldn't have the desires that you have if they weren't meant for you. So mm-hmm. when it comes to those things that we just can't stop thinking about, lean into it, right? Because the more yes. you push it down and wait to feel ready, you're just delaying. You're like delaying the, I don't know, a delaying. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for here, but like, you're just pushing it further down the road when you could yeah. just start stepping into it now. Yes. Absolutely. How, how does somebody learn how to trust themselves more? Getting like being, doing the inner work, really getting curious about your thoughts and and being with yourself and asking yourself those, the difficult questions, Mm -hmm. right? Like allowing yourself to feel all of the emotions and the fear and the doubt, but also understand that faith is so much stronger than fear. Mm -hmm. and trust is so much stronger than fear. And if you have the option to believe in yourself or to doubt yourself, wouldn't you choose belief? It's like, it's the same, we, it's the same energy either way. So we're either spending it to like feed the fear or we're using it to fuel the journey, right? The the desire. And I love what you said. Like why, if you're going to choose to feel bad about yourself, why wouldn't you choose to feel good about yourself? And that's something in a a post you put out recently, you were talking about how happiness and any other feeling is Mm. a state and it's a state that we can choose. Right. So I would love, and I a hundred percent agree with you. And yeah, some days easier said than done. Often Mm -hmm. there are so many factors that contribute to how we are feeling and we can still choose our state and choose the feelings that we want to embody and feel. Can you speak into that a little bit more? Yes. I love, I honestly, I love this. Like learning this was huge game changer for me was radical responsibility Mm. is, is really the foundation. And like you, like you said, Lauren, some days are better than others. And some days it is easier said than done. Right. But at at the end of the day, whether it's a hard day, shitty day, good day, amazing day, you're in control, right. Of how you responded to what happened. Okay. So there's, there's this concept that I teach a lot of my clients and I learned this in therapy years ago. My therapist was, was helping me work through some anxiety and overwhelm, um, and helping equip me to, be more productive, right? Because it's, it's one thing to know that you're made for more and have all of these dreams and desires in you. And you're like, Oh, I know like this is meant for me, but then you have that, the overwhelm creeps in or the doubt creeps in. And it's like, shit, now what do I do? Like, maybe this isn't for me. Right. So you, you at war with yourself. Anyway, she, she said every day is like a mini lifetime. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. Tell me more. And she said, every single day is like a mini lifetime. So let's say eight hours on average, you sleep each night. When you wake up in the day, you have 16 hours to create your life. And I'm like, dude, 
this is like speaking to me. I mean, it, it sat with me so much. I still teach it to this day, but when you think of each day as a mini lifetime, it helps you one, get grounded and present in now. Like now is the only moment of time that you technically ever have. Yeah. You know, and I know this is like getting into like the quantum realm right now, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, let's go there. If you actually think about it, like it's mind blowing. And if you allow your mind to comprehend this and expand it, life gets to be so much freaking easier. Like we make life so hard. Life isn't like, like life isn't inherently hard. Like we generally make it that way with our conditioning and stories and, and whatever. And in just the concept of time. So even thinking about, I could be sitting here, uh, feeling anxious, feeling nervous, wondering if I said, worrying, if I said something stupid, right. I could be all up in my head, but I can't change what I said five minutes ago. I can't change anything that happened five minutes ago. Right. I don't even know what's going to happen five minutes from now, but I have a really uh, a clearer vision of that, right? Because I'm consciously living my life. Um, but but when push comes to shove, all you have is like the now moment. So if you can wake up every single day in gratitude and appreciation and um, deciding who do I need to be today? Who do I want to be today? Like, what do I want my life to feel like today? then you can get more creative with how you spend your time. Yes. Right. So it's just like that 16 hour day, mini lifetime. I'm like, yes, every single day, right. We're going to move through feelings and that's it. That's just it. We're going to move through feelings. Nothing is permanent. Mm -hmm. Everything is. Yeah. How do you encourage somebody to, be more in the present, like to stay more in the now. Number one, slow, slow the fuck down, like slow down, like (laughs) honestly, like slow down. And what I mean by that, a couple of different things, like connect to your breath, right? Sometimes for some people, it's as simple as like hand to the heart, reminding yourself, okay, I'm living, I'm breathing. Everything is always working out for me. Right. So I think mantras are a great way of grounding back into the present and the now. So anything that really speaks to you and allows you to feel more present, um, but slowing down, getting out of your head, because what's happening in when we're like in that busyness, in the overwhelm, in the feeling, right. We're like on a thought loop. So the whole point is to slow down and break that pattern, right. Of, of thought. So yeah, slowing down in whatever way works for you. Right. So speaking of slowing down, you posted in your stories this morning, you touched on it a little bit just now, um, that you were feeling a little overwhelmed today, right? Like Mm -hmm. looking ahead at what's on your calendar, what's coming up, even though your schedule is filled with so many wonderful things that you choose, it was feeling a little overwhelming. And so feeling that need yourself to slow the F down. So what? When you're feeling overwhelmed, what helps you shift state? So slowing down is one of those things, yeah, right? Slowing down. So recognizing it. And mm. I'm really big about naming the feeling, yes. name the feeling that you're feeling, get honest with yourself, right? Like I am feeling overwhelmed. Let's use that. For example, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, another way of, of reframing that and rephrasing that to help move through the feeling faster. I'm experiencing Yes. Yes. Right. I'm sure you're, you're like, well, yeah. Like I like to say like, yeah, my body is feeling stressed right now. Right. Like sometimes even separating it from like, oh, my soul doesn't feel this. Like, cause my higher self soul, you know, quote unquote knows better or whatever. So like, oh, my ego or my, you know, my child self or like whatever, my body is feeling stressed. Why? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I love then this shit. yeah, it's like so freaking fascinating. Right. Like I'm like, I'm such a brain nerd, but I love it because it's literally changed my life in many different ways and helped me unlearn old patterns and programs mm-hmm. and ways of dealing with difficult emotion. And I'm a firm believer. There's no bad emotion. It's not bad or good, right? There's better feeling emotions. So when we are in like a higher vibrational frequency, we're feeling something more like joy or gratitude or appreciation or love, obviously at the high, like the highest vibration. Right. But for someone to go from like fear to love, that's like a quantum leap. And 
it's a lot of nervous, nervous system regulation to get there. Right. So sometimes it is going from fear to frustration or frustration to boredom or from boredom to, I'm trying to think of like joy obviously would be higher, but moving up the emotional guidance scale, because what happens is we, when we, when I say slow down and witness the feeling and call it what it is, one, you're giving it a name Mm -hmm. and you're saying, okay, I'm feeling this, or I'm experiencing this. Great. Now, what can I do? And again, it all comes back to like personal responsibility. No one is making you feel a certain feeling, right? Right. It's coming up for a reason. So get curious about it. Like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed today. Um, I'm going to just put a pause. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to feel through this feeling of overwhelm. And I may tap into a a few other resources that I have to, to regulate my nervous system. Um, But ultimately for me today, it ended with a massive brain dump of all of these tasks that my mind was trying to create urgency around. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is, is one way of looking, okay, I have all these tasks, dude, not most of them aren't urgent. Most of them are just like future tasks that are causing me stress right now. Um, so it is, it's getting clear. It's slowing down. It's tapping into that feeling. It's allowing yourself to feel it and not avoiding it. Um, and then doing, doing some sort of reframe. So for me, that brain dump was exactly what I needed to do to like logically witness that everything my brain was trying to create urgency around wasn't that, wasn't that important. Right. right. And yeah. And when we're feeling that pressure or stress, like our brain wants to solve the problem. Right. So it's going to go through every possible thing. Well, what what is the, right. And Mm -hmm. which isn't always effective, you know? And so what you said before about shoving things down and delaying them, like pushing it down the road, same thing with when we're feeling overwhelmed or when we're feeling negative quote unquote feelings that we don't want to be feeling. It's like, no, just ignore it because I want to be high vibe. It's like, no, no, no. Like this is coming up for a reason and it's a symptom of something. So like, what's the root of it? And then get to that root and clear it, you know? So not making ourselves wrong for having ineffective feelings or thoughts or, or thoughts and feelings that we think are, are bad, right? Like facing them and and acknowledging them. It's so, so important. It makes such a difference. Like I know, I know for me, sometimes if I'm feeling, um, you know, when I asked you like, Oh, when's the last time you cried? And then I'm like, when's the last time I cried? I'm like Sunday, (laughs) I think maybe Monday. I don't know. Um, but when I, I still sometimes not as much, but I still sometimes will be like, I'm feeling lonely or emotional or whatever. Like nobody loves me, like whatever it is. And I'll feel that and like, want to not feel it because it doesn't feel good. Right. And then sometimes it, it happens faster now where I just go, if my soul needs to feel this right now, why don't I just take a fucking break, have the cry. Cause I know that's what my body wants to do is to move this energy. Why am I like trying to talk myself out of it? Let's just acknowledge that that's how we're feeling. Have the cry. Cause I know when those feelings come out through tears or whatever, like it clears out so much faster. So very therapeutic. I mean, the amount of times I've like had just like a massive, like cry in like the bathtub, right? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's in the bath. I will do like a meditation or some sort of, you know, calming myself still like quieting my mind. And I will just like, it's just such a safe space to like move some energy. And then you do. And you're like, dang, that felt good. Right. Yeah, and then you're the, like, I'm like the sit down on the floor in the shower cry. Yeah. I love those kind of cries or just sit on the floor in my bedroom cry. <laughs> and, and to think like, to think like, to be so excited about having a good cry, but, but you start to realize as you lean into doing the work and you're, you're healing your emotions. And, um, like you said, it gets, it gets easier. And, I like to, I like to phrase it as like a rebound, right? So contrast breeds clarity. So if you're feeling a stuck emotion or a negative emotion, getting curious about it is like, why, what is, what is coming up here? Right. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know I want to feel better than this, right? So what is, what's coming up for me now? Like, why am I feeling this way now? Right. So then you can Absolutely. move through, um, you can, you can use it to your advantage, right? So th- that's why I say like the rebounds, the more you regulate your nervous system to feel all the feelings, the, I think the more, the less you feel, the, the less you stay, I should say, rather the less you stay in the lower vibrational emotions. Yes. Yes. hundred percent agree. So you've spoken a lot in your post, your podcast about your past struggles with self-worth. Um, mm-hmm. what did that look like for you? Like how did those worthiness struggles show up in your life? And then how did you overcome them and find like real true self-worth? Yes. Ooh, I love this question. So and, and I love this work so much because we get to learn. So we get to learn so much about who we are and almost it's, it's reparenting is really what it is. Mm. So growing up, I felt very controlled and I'm a very vibrant, expressive person. Like I want to experience the fullness of life and make the mistakes and do the stupid things and, and just, and learn, like I, yeah. I'm very much a hands-on learner. So if I'm not having those experiences, I feel very limited. And so, so I mentioned growing up, uh, I felt like really controlled, like curfew and the rules and be the good girl type of type of thing. Um, so for me, it manifested into eating disorders and self, you know, I guess self-harm via like negative self-talk and, and obviously the eating disorders, but it was because I was focusing on the only thing I thought I had control over, which was food in my body. Mm. So that's how it, that's how it really manifested for me. And, um, also not really understanding like, uh, just how we could change our, our, our thoughts, our mind, our, you know, subconscious mind, like that it's always running on a program. So I'll, I'll say, I think I have a really strong intuition, even before I knew she was there, like my higher self has been like, girl, so I'm the girl that stopped watching the news. Like I haven't watched the, the, the news. <laughs> I haven't watched the fear-based subconscious conditioning in, um, over almost 20 years. So I was like, wow, was, look at that. Yeah. It's wild. Like just saying it out loud is, is wild. So Amazing. I was like 17, uh, I'm 37 now, but it was around that time where I, w- I started to realize I had the uh, enough awareness to realize, like, I feel shitty about myself, but I feel shittier when I'm watching the news. Yeah. So my parents were, would always watch the, the evening news or whatever. And I'm like, this feels like a lot of sad stories. Like a lot of yeah. bad stuff is happening. And I guess I had enough awareness that it was increasing my anxiety and my anxious yeah. thoughts. And, and things like that. That's so, what, that's the point of it. It's exactly what it does. Right. So, um, yeah. So for me, I just, I stopped watching the news with my family. Um, I still obviously was stuck in my own headspace. Uh, and it, it really, where my life really started to shift was when my daughter was born. So my oldest mm-hmm. daughter was born my junior year of college and talk about a wake up call. Right. I think it was, it's, I say it's like my first wake up call to the point of realizing that my life wasn't just about me anymore. And I can say this and I say this from a place of love, but when we're stuck in our negative self-talk, we're actually being really selfish. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Cause we're, it's, it's so self-centered. It's all about, it is, it's all about us. Yeah. And, and at the time I would have like, you know, like thought you were crazy or been like, don't that's, that's mean. Don't say that to me. Right. But like, I say this with love because I've healed those parts of myself where I can realize like when I'm swooping into like a negative self-talk spiral, it's actually really selfish because I'm, I'm not only limiting myself, I'm limiting my potential and my ability to create impact. Right. And you're, and you're focused only on you and not on others and how you're going to show up in the world and like bring more light to the world and all that kind of stuff, you know, and make an impact. 
Yeah. Like, so it's like throwing it. yourself one big, massive pity party. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like is happening on a huge fucking collective level now with like every ugh, girl, like with all the like facts or feelings types or feelings or facts sort of thing, like going on. It's like, it's, do you realize how like people getting, and this is like tangent right now, but like people getting offended over the littlest things left and right all the goddamn time. It's like, do you realize how privileged and selfish you are to, to have the ability to get offended by every fucking thing you see. And like that happens, like, it's like, so I outside of yourself every a little, little thing about myself. So you feel more comfortable. Like right. I should not be confident because you're not like, and again, like I say this because I've done, I've done the work to heal this because if I hadn't, that would have been me. I would have been that version of bad things are always happening to me. People are so mean. You're hurting my feelings. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's the story I was stuck in. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. So, so healing my self-worth really came when I started to focus on, um, gosh, I think the biggest thing was just reconnecting with my soul. The, the pivotal point of my journey was like the spiritual awakening, like Yes. Okay. So I had my daughter and I had this realization and like, my life is about more than me. Um, but then it was really with my body. It's like, my body is, I'm more, I'm so much more than a body. Like, why am I limiting myself to just all of these like worries about what I look like, you know, what I'm eating, all of this control, all of this worry. Right. I'm like, this is not serving me. Uh, Like I am so much more than just like a physical body. And it was reconnecting with my soul, reconnecting with my spirituality, God, higher power universe. Right. Like, so again, expansive beyond just the physical being that is me. Yes. Ooh, I love that. So I would love to talk a little bit about the world right now. Um, and so what, okay. So we, we talked about this a little bit offline and, and hopefully this isn't too, I don't think this will be too like out there for the listeners. Cause y'all get the vibe. Right. But you know, let's talk about how we're living in the matrix, right? Like 3d to 5d, like how do, how do you explain 3d and 5d or like the, the matrix of like human existence to, to somebody? <laughs> Yeah. So I think it all started when I started, uh, again, I say reconnecting to my soul. I call it more of like a spiritual awakening, but it was understanding that fear keeps you living in lack. And Mm. it was through the exploration of my personal fears and accepting that they weren't serving me, that I was created for so much more than living in fear. Um, but, but I think it was, it was that, so we have these fears, right? So they keep us in what we say, what we consider the matrix, right? The societal structures. Um, and whether that is in corporate America in, in nine to five jobs, um, whether it is in like our physical, physical bodies, like really staying, staying small. Right. Mm -hmm. So breaking out of the matrix of fear, understanding that there is so much more to life than you, your own personal reality. Right. It's just like, it's just fascinates me too, because the 3d is going to keep you trapped in fear, 3d thinking, right. Living in, in the matrix, being like everyone else, the 5D is going to be expansive, right? You're exploring this heightened version of you. You're expanding your consciousness is really what it is. And there's so many ways that we can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like we're seeing such a collective culture of victimhood, like like we kind of mentioned before, like we're seeing the collective shadow really, really big right now. And the collective, and when everyone, when we say collective, that's like collective consciousness, like humanity as a whole. Um, so seeing a collective culture of victimhood, shame, like the collective shadow is like at the forefront and like trying to also like control things and like be the dominant 
energy, if you will, Mm -hmm. and just seeing so much woundedness in the world. And that wounding is getting so much attention. And I think too, not only getting attention, but also dictating how the state of like humanity, it could go right. Like trying to control how, how people live their lives and and everything like that. Like, would you, I don't know. What do you think about all that? I mean, I could get so, I could get so, I could get so riled up on it because freedom, I know, right? is, my, same. freedom is like my core value and same, same. It, it's like, that's all of my healing was creating freedom in my life. Right. Same. Breaking down the walls of my stories about my body, the stories about food, like getting totally and completely freaking free, starting a business, working for myself, like freedom, right? We all have the ability to, we're sovereign beings. Like what people don't understand is life isn't just happening the way it's happening because it's just like, as is, right? Like if we focus on what is, is as is we create more of what is. Yes. Right. But when we are free and we give ourselves permission to choose life really opens up for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's this like wave of victim mindset, if you will, and not taking radical ownership of yourself and your life. It's, it's almost being not almost, it is being like praised and encouraged by like the powers that be. And, and it's, people who are advocating for freedom and personal responsibility and choice and all of that are, are being made out to be the bad guys, you know? Um, and I know you and I relate on so many levels with all, all this stuff. Um, and you have to question, you have to like, just with any basis of the foundation of mindset work, right. Is Mm -hmm. questioning the quote unquote truth. So, Right. So is it possible that we're not being told the whole truth? And if so, right. If that's possible, right. Do we just, do we just take what is presented as fact? I mean, or do we question what doesn't feel right? I don't know. I'm going with the latter. I'm going to question with what doesn't feel right. Because in my experience, questioning the things that didn't feel right led me to freedom. (laughs) They led me to what was, what my soul actually wanted. Right. So, um, I think a lot of people are just afraid to question. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the whole idea of critical thinking, thinking for yourself, like it's, it's being painted in like, as if it's dangerous and bad when like, that's like so much of what, like how this country was formed and like how innovation comes uh, about and how scientific discoveries are like everything. Right. And so it's a very interesting, it's fascinating to be living through all of this for one. Um, what, how do you, or, or what do we do? Like those of us who can like see beyond what's happening at surface level, those of us who are tapped into 5d who are quote unquote awake, right? Like how, how do we change things? How do we shift in your opinion? I think honestly, like for on the collective level, like what honestly, do we do? It, it, it's love. It's compassion. It's, mm. it's allowing everyone to have their truth and it's okay. If your truth looks different than my truth. Yes. Right. Like we can both have a truth and we can both believe something and it's okay that they coexist. In fact, it's better that they coexist. Mm. Yes. Right. Because like you said, evolution and scientific discovery, like we, we didn't evolve to get here without critical thinking, right? Like Mm -hmm. things had to be challenged, Mm -hmm. right? Like we need in order to create, and I think it's all about, um, creating, like create your life, right? It's, it's, it can be a really beautiful thing. And And it it can be hard to witness. It can hard to see people living and stuck in fear. And I think the only thing you can do, the the most beneficial thing you can do is continue to love them anyway Mm -hmm. and keep shining your light because eventually they might wake up too. 
Yes. And hopefully, absolutely. <laughs> hopefully. Right. I, I, okay. I like, I feel like we can keep going and I know we've already been jamming for including the chit chat that we did before we hit record for over an hour at this point. And I feel like that was such a beautiful place to kind of conclude, like keep shining your light and keep leaning into your mission and showing up and, and speaking from a place of love and alignment and integrity. And like that catches on, you know, like people want to be around that, that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so keep, keep showing up y'all. Yeah. I mean, keep showing up, keep shining your light. Like when you give yourself permission to shine your light and be you, regardless of what anyone else thinks about that, you give others permission to do the same. And that's something I remind myself often when I'm, when doubt is creeping in or I'm fearing judgment, it's like, okay, Kels, but if you hold yourself back, right, there may be someone that you're holding your light back from that needed that permission Mm. to step up for themselves that day. Yes. Yes. And even if it just affects one person in a positive way, amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think we underestimate, especially these days, I think, or maybe not, I don't know, but I think so many people underestimate the impact that they can have on a singular level. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it takes, like, it takes one conversation. It takes, um, one nugget of your wisdom to share with someone, right? So anyone listening to this probably had some sort of shift or breakthrough today. And that wouldn't have happened if we didn't hop on this podcast together. Right. I think like, that's how my mind works. Sometimes it's like, same, but, but it's like, if I don't do the thing and I don't go into the rooms and I don't invest in myself in this way and stretch and grow and expand, I'm not creating the, I'm not getting the experience. Mm-hmm. right? I'm just settling for what I know and what is comfortable. And yes. we don't grow in comfort. We grow in uncertainty. We grow in getting into the rooms and doing the scary things. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, this feels so good. So, okay. Before we, I asked my like, final, you know, I have, I have a question I ask everyone who comes on, where can everybody find you? And if they want to connect, connect with you more, listen to your podcast, follow you on social media, possibly work with you. Where can everyone find you? Absolutely. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at Kelsey Mead underscore. I have a website, Kelsey Mead coaching. Um, and my DMS are always open. So if anything that I'm sharing or selling or inviting you into is speaking to you, um, we can definitely connect there. So currently in my brand new launch, or I just launched, uh, my brand new program. And speaking of like a soul's desire, this is something like I had to create. Uh, but I created a 10 week program called wealth codes to really Mm -hmm. help female entrepreneurs learn to trust themselves more and do the inner work side of business to build that personal foundation. So their business can thrive. Yes. I love it. You guys go check Kelsey out, give her a follow, slide into the DMS, screenshot this episode, like on your, in your podcast app and post it on IG tag, both of us, let us know what you found impactful and last question for everybody. So obviously, as we all know, Amplify, this show is about owning your truth, using your voice and standing out in the world as the most unapologetically bold, abundant, aligned, authentic version of you. So what is one piece of advice, Kelsey, that you would give our audience to do just that, like own their truth, stand out and be their most like badass selves. Like one, one thing, whether it's a quote action item question to ask yourself, whatever. What's coming through for me that I feel like the listeners need to hear is permission, Mm. permission to remind yourself as often as possible that you were created on purpose for a purpose and giving yourself that full permission to live your life and speak your truth. And I think this is a Lori Harder quote. I think that's who I heard say this, but your truth is your truth and you can't fuck up your truth. Yeah, there we go. Permission. Boom. My job. 
live it. On your there we go. You can't fuck it up. Perfect. I yeah. love it. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us for such a great conversation. I know this is so going to be so, so, so impactful for everybody listening and yeah. Thank you for spending the time with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic.